Well, grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a magnanimous day. It's your girl, Yammy, a.k.a. Yams B. Sam. And you are now listening to Can I Be Honest? Can I Be Honest? This series is going to be a treat for all of my readers and anybody who just wants to grow exponentially. Um, I've been doing these kind of interview kinds of things just because, and I'll reiterate, um, I think I've said this before, that uh, because I, I just like to grow with people and, you know, two heads are better than one. Um, um, so I am going to start off a series entitled Authors That You Should Know. And heading off the path is, um, if you ever hear me refer to or see me type something like honeybees, it's a support system of ladies who all happen to have the same uh, beginning of the first initial, B, or Bravo. <laughs> um, we push each other, we love on each other, we support each other. Um, and uh, one of the bees so happens to be uh, my interviewees. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, bringing to you the platform, or bringing to the platform, I present to you um, E. Danielle Butler, Evie Danny Books, um, who um, in this series of authors you should know is responsible for helping to get these authors' voices out. <laughs> this is going to be a treat. I, I I really hope that you guys um, enjoy my conversation with my friend, my honeybee. And I hope that it helps you grow as well. So without further ado. But first, a word from our sponsors. Grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a magnanimous day. It is your girl, Yammy, a.k.a. Yams B. Sam. And you are now tuned into Can I Be Honest? Aha! Now, we are starting a new series, ladies and gentlemen. And um, with that comes a new topic. You want to know what the topic is? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. So, <laughs> the topic that we will be starting for the next couple of episodes will be authors you should know. And in that, I have uh, the person who's connected me with all the authors that you're going to know. <laughs> with us today, I would like to welcome to the Can I Be Honest platform. Um, you might hear me in my intro on the podcast, you hear me say this, but you won't hear this on YouTube, so I'm going to reiterate it. You might hear me refer to my honeybees, bees, buzz, buzz, buzz. So my honeybees are a, uh, the honeybees are a group of women who encourage, love, support, encourage, and just kind of get us together. Um, and the bees come from the fact that we all have bee last name, right? Like Barnett. Butler, you know what I'm saying? But you didn't know her name. But now I'm going to tell you, her name is E. Danielle Butler of Every Danny Books. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for E. Dan Danielle Danielle Butler. 
all of the applause. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. She's also, she's my friend, but yeah. we are, um, we are uh, par- budding partners. <laughs> and she is um, the, um, the leader of, of, of the group of people that you will be introduced to within the next couple of weeks. Now, Danielle has never been on the, pla- on the platform, but we can talk, we talk honestly all the time anyway. And I told her beforehand, most people get an introduction of how this podcast is going to run. She don't, everything stays. If kids come, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If husbands ask questions in the midst of us doing stuff, it's kind of what happened. <laughs> Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now, Danielle, one of my biggest things, especially when I'm interviewing women, is that we need to be able to talk our talk. A lot of times, um, uh, and I, I mentioned for me specifically, I have this really bad habit, which you saw in uh, when she was editing my uh, uh, my press kit. Hello, um, to kind of underplay my value. It's a false humility. So instead of saying, you know, you know, you're jealous, you know, blah, 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 I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I don't even do that. I just come on, I'm And we don't want to do that here. So if you could, for the people, those who don't know you, those who've not been introduced to the wonderfulness that is you, can you give the people in your best boss talk uh, mannerism <laughs> an introduction to who you are? Yeah, so thank you again, Yemi, for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I am E. Danielle Butler, and I am the CEO and founder of Evie Danny Books, which is also home to the award-winning children's book series, The Adventures of Zoe and Zachary. Uh, We are a communications and publishing agency based here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we serve high-profile leaders. Um, We serve creatives. We serve great people in great spaces by helping them shape and share their stories. Um, I primarily started this work kind of in the background doing a lot of communications work. I worked in nonprofit. I was a teacher, so I worked in education and put together a lot of the writing pieces of things. Um, And it kind of parlayed itself into this publishing moment that I'm having and totally enjoying. I would be remiss if I didn't say that. Um, And so I'm really excited to be here can I be honest about that (laughs) I haven't taken many interviews on this journey for myself so um this this should be interesting she yeah yeah, she's giving you her best uh her best talk right now you hear me like the proper (laughs) voice the posture the smile listen Listen, you know, I watched that versus battle the other night uh-huh. and Miss Monica, the way that she sat up was inspiring to me. So I've been working on it. I was adjusting my chair and trying to, cause I want to look perched. I sound better when I perch. No, that's right. Me too. When I'm, un- when I'm uncomfortable at the edge of a seat, I sound better. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Now, um, in your introduction, I, I, I want you to also, um, or furthermore, in your introduction, I want to give, I want you to give kind of your educational background, talk about your family, any achievements. You already mentioned the award-winning life <laughs> a book that you have. Um, and maybe mention a fun fact and 
a favorite book, maybe. I need to take notes, okay? So I, my education, yes, huh? yes. Give us uh, education. my Make family, because they're important. Yeah. Your brand. Yeah. Any fun facts. Oh, achievements. Slide that in there. Achievements. Mm. All right. And then my favorite book. All right. I got it. I got it. I'm here. I can do this. So educationally, I am, um, <laughs> I'm formally trained as a theater professional. So I have a background in performance, uh, both in, as a dancer and as an artist, a thespian. Well, come on, thespian. I'm a thespian. And um, so I have a bachelor's in theater with a focus and emphasis on performance and writing that is backed up by communications because who knew that I would be in this space of doing communications all these years later. Um, I hold a master's degree in business management. And so I use that incredibly a lot for other people in my consulting work. Um, so that's the education. And I do a lot of ongoing professional development. I have achieved a um, certificate in life coach and as a life coach and personal development coach, which was really cool and certainly lends itself to me being somewhat great. <laughs> really um, great, and, not somewhat, really. I'm somewhat great. I'm working to get to be the greatest. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't talk, we don't talk that talk over here, man. We are the greatest. That's it. I mean, I we honest? the best. <laughs> we the best. I didn't listen to it before I prep for this interview, but usually my prep involves a lot of DJ Khaled screaming, we the best, because that's how I feel, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, my family, I am wife to this guy that some of you may or may not know. His name is Brandon, Brandon Butler. So I'm going to give him a little love, but this is mine. <laughs> this is my moment, can I be honest? He's incredible, okay? But that guy. I had two kids for him, so he's obviously good. Pretty cool. <laughs> you know, um, they are Zoe and Zachary, so I'm also a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a mompreneur because I'm pursuing this thing called life. Um, yeah, so that's my family. As far as my achievements, let me see here. Um, wow. I feel like my achievements are all old or they come through new people, but whatever, I'm going to talk through them right now. So recently, um, I had the privilege of ghostwriting a memoir for the first black woman to write and produce a film full length independently. Her name is Jessie Maple. And as a result of that one super bold, crazy project, um, I've gotten a little bit of play, you know what I'm saying? So I've, I'm, I'm looking forward to some, some other endeavors uh, coming out of it. We are in the process of scripting a documentary, which is extremely exciting for me, something totally new and, and that's stretching me a bit further. Um, I mentioned my award-winning children's book, The Adventures of Zoe and Zachary. The series released in 2017. Since then, we've hit a couple of bestseller lists for our various retail which is amazing. Um, we've won some cash awards, praise God, to be able to grow it into something more than what I initially imagined. So that's an achievement. Yeah. Um, and let me see, I think I have published or birthed or been in the room for the birthing of 
um, maybe a score of titles now. That's my fancy word to say in 20. But when you say score, you know, it sounds, what is a you score? know, like vocabulary, right? Yes. Four score and seven years ago. So I could say <laughs> a score of books. Um, so I consider those to be achievements that I've had the pleasure of launching the careers of some amazing writers um, over the past two years now. And I'm looking forward to many more. So those will be some achievements. A fun fact about me. Um, I already shared it. I listened to DJ Khaled to like <laughs> pump me up. Um, oh, no, no, no. Here's one. This is, this is a good one. This is a good one. Both of my children were born to James Brown's The Big Payback. <laughs> That's a fun fact. Both of my kids came out of the shoot to The Big Payback. Oh my God! Well, I mean, what I mean, the world and stuff like that. But that's like the go song. That's like the tired of being pregnant, get out of here song. So what a way it. to what a way to be welcomed into the world. Yeah, somebody say, "Hey, get mad, right?" <laughs> and I'm having a baby every single time. <laughs> that's my fun fact. Um, and my favorite book. Oh, I so. Mm, can I can I go by by genre? Can yeah, I? Yeah, please. I'm I'm an author, right? So I'm a writer. I love books. So my favorite memoir is Becoming by Michelle Obama, because I've committed to reading that book once a year because it makes me better. Um, it reminds me of that. So that's my favorite um, memoir. My favorite fiction book. I've fallen in love with this book. Um, read it a couple of times. I keep one copy by my bedside. I keep one copy here in my office. I've given away a copy. Um, is An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Ooh. That book. Okay, so first of all, it came out as like, uh, it, it hit the shelves as a New York Times bestseller, right? Wow. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Then it was Oprah's book club pick. And I was like, I mean... I don't necessarily read all her books, but it's something. But then the president, Barack Obama, said, y'all need to read this book. Mm. And I said, well, if the president said it, me too. And so I, I read that book. I've read it a couple of times now. And it's changed my perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, unintentionally, I, I fell in love with the characters and their story. I have chased Tayari Jones around the city of Atlanta because she lives here um, to, to hear her speak on this story. It's amazing. An American Marriage. I'm not getting paid for this. I just love the book. Yeah. Um, oh, I need to go over two more books. One more favorite fiction book is, oh my God, this book changed my life. Yo, like, Hands down with where we are in 2020, this book, it's called I'm Not Dying With You Tonight mm. by Kimberly Latrice Jones and Gilly, 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 Gilly. What is Gilly's last name? Oh, her name is Gilly. Mm. I can't think of her last name right now. But I'm Not Dying With You Tonight is the same story told from two perspectives. Mm. Black teenage girl white teenage girl having the same experience but from different points of view and it changed the way I relate to people 
it changed the way I relate to people because where one responded in fear and sadness, the other was having the same experience through anger and frustration. Ooh. And they were the exact same, the exact same. And I actually think that I like that book the same as American Marriage because it tells the story in an A, B kind of pattern. So each character tells their side of things. So those are my two fiction ones. And then this book that I have been, again, not paid to promote or whatever, but you asked my favorites. So this I did. Is you asked an author her favorite books. I did. Go ahead. And, and this one I keep next to me. It's called Pray Here Right. Hmm. It's this idea that you can pray and fast for 21 days to get new ideas to write from God. Oh, that, look, that looks like a, uh, an author's Bible. It's like the author's Bible and it's got the scriptures in here, right? So I got me like all kinds of like little, uh, my little, <laughs> not no bookmarks. I got paper clips in here, you heard? <laughs> to make sure that, um, yeah, this book is by Javon Bolden and it's changed my writing significantly. I pray, I'm a woman of faith. Um, I pray about the work that I do, but to pray intentionally and fervently for my writing, both as a gift and a, and a tool, but also as a weapon. Mm. Whew, man, that book, I've read it. Um, it came out last year, so I think I might be getting ready to start my fourth or fifth time going through the 21 days um, because it applies to other areas of life. So yeah, you should get that book. Yeah, that's sounds- great for content. Like it's it's specific. It's it says pray here, right? But it's about content. So as you're creating content, this is my little encouragement to you: pray here, right? That's the book. I mean, obviously, it's right here next to me. Um, yeah, it's 21 days of just really specific work. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so those are all my favorite books, all four of them. Okay. Well, I mean, and, I, and I, I'm surprised you only listed four, to be honest with you. And I think you're only being nice. Um, but those are the books that really speak to me. I mean, yeah. yeah, those are the ones. Those are the ones that I hold close. I mean, I keep looking over because my bookshelf is there, and I'm looking to see if there's anything else that is like, but the ones that stand out are Becoming is on one shelf, you know, An American Marriage is, is on there. Pray here, right is right here. Um, and then um, I'm not dying with you tonight. It's either up here or in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> a read. Oh, it's it's a read. Train, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta so, be educated. So the the questions for you are going to look different than um, kind of the people that are under your umbrella, only because um, I kind of want to know about what your journey was like to this point so the assumption is that you maybe you know loved reading as a something for an author would be that you maybe loved reading as a kid or you loved writing as a kid and then it developed into a passion and then you started studying the craft once you started studying the craft you became an author you became an author you decided that you wanted to help other people but what is the journey like or what was the journey like that or what was how what has the journey been like for you that led to the publishing. Yeah, so I wish that that story that you shared um, was it. I, I wish that that was my journey, but here's the thing. I was that kid that loved reading. I loved writing. Um, 
from an early age. I, I remember being in my first play at the age of four because I was able to read lines. I could read. Um, and my memory was impeccable at that time. Don't ask me now, but it was impeccable. And yeah, I... Grace after two kids, okay? <laughs> yeah, much grace, please. Um, and I, I wrote and I created these elaborate stories all the time. So I would take the magazines and I would cast my stories, mm. right? So I had the, the three prong folders and all of that. And it was a way of escape for me from things that were happening in regular life. Um, and then journaling also became a tool. I think um, a couple of people have said this, but Brandy most recently that journaling literally saved her life. And so I went from writing these creative stories, these beautiful soap operas. I was a young Tyler Perry before Tyler Perry, you know, I had Whitney Houston cast and, and, and Ty, uh, Tatiana Ali. They were people that were in, in the works that I was writing. They were going to play it in my movies that obviously. were created from the book, obviously, right? Um, and then I, as I developed into adolescent years, you know, that teenage angst and anxiety and all of those things began to, to come in. And I found myself journaling more and creative writing less. Journaling because I needed to get it out but I wasn't creating and, and producing at the level at which I was previously. Um, so I did that through high school. I dabbled in the arts and by dabbled, I mean, I was committed to the arts. So writing, acting, dancing, I was living the life, um, something to the tune of 12 hours a day. Mm. Um, but I didn't feel like it was enough to sustain or, or survive. Everybody said that, you know, you have to get a real job. You have to go to school and get a real job. You have to go and, and do something real. But creating was what was real for me. Yeah. Um, creating was super real for me. Like it was a tangible thing. And when I went to college, I had declared that my major was going to be communications because I could get a respectable job as a journalist or something, maybe. I don't know. Um, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't commit. I couldn't commit to it. So I flip-flopped my major. I told my mom, I'm, I'm about to be a thespian, huh? I'm going to be on the stage. Ah. And I pursued it. <laughs> but again, not wholeheartedly. Yeah. I dabbled in it again. Um, couple of life moments transpired and I shrank back. Like I... I folded into myself and said, all right, I'll do that on the side. I took the safe, good job. I became a teacher. Uh, and then suddenly I'm a teacher whose kids are thriving in the classroom. I'm the teacher that comes in and one at the time, I live in Georgia, there were the, the Georgia writing test and the CRCT. And it was a big stressful deal for third grade. It was a pass fail situation. And suddenly I'm the teacher whose writing scores are 100% pass, even for the special needs kids. Oh. Like all of a sudden these kids are thriving in the language, are, like they are passing, like not like passing by a point, they like, listing in the newspaper like this school had 100 percent 
And I was like, man, there might be something there. Yeah. There, there could be something there, right? If I could teach these kids who are eight to, to do a thing, huh, maybe, but still I played it safe. <laughs> I went to be creative adjacent. So I took on um, a job after I left the classroom. I took on a job as a communications director for a nonprofit ballet company. So that gave me the safety net of communications and writing, but put me in the studio, right, to teach classes at night or whatever. Uh, but it was still there, like the call to kind of do do my thing. Um, so I was already ghostwriting. I was writing CEO speeches. I was I was already doing the work, but not with a light shining in that corner. Um, so that was the journey. Um, Fast forward 2014, the journey catches up with me. Mm. Everything shuts down. My body quits um, and I'm stranded at home without my good communications job because my brain is scrambled eggs from a series of seizures. And all I have left to do is write. Again, writing saved my life. <laughs> and I finished a book that I had been working on for five years. It was my first book. I, I crowdfunded it because I had no money, even though I had the good job, right? I had no money to, to publish a book. Right, right. Uh, so I crowdfunded a book. It was called Mood Swing, 21 Days to Peace, Joy, and Freedom of Mind because I couldn't drive for six months. I was out of work for six months. What else do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was the first book that I published. I had helped out with a couple, with another book, um, of my first author, Sonia Cruel. She had a book called Divorce in the Upper Room. So I did all of the legwork for that. So when it was time for me, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this too. Um, and then the ball was not rolling from there. <laughs> it wasn't rolling. Yeah. I paused again. I was uh, journaling and I had kids yeah, had kids. My second kid came. And um, again, journaling saved my life. Mo uh, post Thoughts and prayers for the postpartum mom. I wrote that. It was right. a after I had my son, because it was my second time battling with postpartum. But I don't want to disconnect from my kids. So why not write a book about them? And I did. And that's when it picked up, 2017. 2017, I cranked out four titles, four books. Oh. One of the things that I note, or I'm observing in what you said, and even in reference to the books that you enjoy, devotionals seem to carry a strong weight for you. Yeah. I live in that space. Um, because a couple of things, life, life is, is real. It's, it's fast. It is hectic. It is all these things. But there needs to be moments where we pause and connect with ourselves and connect with God. Um, and so devotionals allow people to do that in snippets, right? Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I used to, you know, your grandma always had the calendar. They had a devotional at the top or they had the calendar thing in the bathroom. Everybody's grandma had one, right? And the cousin grandmas had... <laughs> had a little coffee table devotional zone when people would visit uh they would know that they knew jesus <laughs> no, it's, true. <laughs> no, it's very true right so i love those yeah. i love those little snippets i have um when chicken soup 
came out. Chicken yeah, soup for the soul. That was the first book that came that they thought of. Y'all was like, yeah, I think I got chicken soup for the teenage soul on my shelf right over there now. <laughs> I'm, I'm a long time past a teenager, but yeah, those 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 moments. It's all about the moment. Mm-hmm. Living and being in the moment and devotionals allow us to do that. And devotionals can tackle so many things. Like they're devotionals about everything. And now that we're in technological times, that Bible app, there's you can literally type in a word and they give you 25 devotionals that you can read over the next 10 days. Yeah, that's it. I think it's super important that people maybe see um this from you simply because like from the outside looking in you appear to be you know the model for you know publishers right you know especially independent publishers i got it going on i'm doing i'm putting out content you know you know what i'm saying look at me not even looking at me intentionally but look at me and see what you can do but what people don't understand oftentimes is the backstory that leads to it right and yeah. when they don't know the backstory we if we're not careful, have a tendency to limit ourselves beyond our capabilities. So even hearing about the the stops and the pauses, or rather the pauses that mm-hmm. uh, you took that eventually led to where you are right now, I think it's a, a source of motivational, uh, a, a motivational tool for the rest of us in any kind of capacity to remember that it's a journey. It's a sprint. It's not like, it's not going to like any limitations that you experience, you're supposed to maybe learn from them and pick up from them, pick up, you know, take the meat, spit out the bones and then move on as best as you can. And that's in your whole kind of journey right now. My entire life is very start and stop. Mm -hmm. I'm very all or nothing. I'm either all in or I am like, Man, just just this uh, past August, like there was one week where I was like, I quit, I quit this. I can't even. What? Why would I? Why would I do this <laughs> any longer? Um, but I find that when I'm on, I'm on. Yeah, I am on. I'm on, and I think that one of the things that connects me to this platform is that I always say transparent moment, right? Or can I be real for a second? And like, so this cannot be honest piece is, it's hard. I don't like doing it all the time. I don't like doing the stuff that comes with it. Um, But I love the outcome. I love the connections. I love the change that happens. I love the challenge, right? I don't always like the hard stuff, but I do like the challenge of, of helping someone see themselves in a different light. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I when I say to myself, I'm about to quit. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm not making what I would love to make. I'm not nearly as close to the the women that I admire in this space. Like, that's crazy. I think it was three weeks ago. There's a there's a ghostwriter that I love. Y'all know I be stalking people. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be honest. Some people stalk like superstars singers actors they they you know they fan out on them i fan out on writers like i told y'all tayari jones around the city praise god Um, but i do that for writers and a few weeks ago i connected with a ghost writer who on my list of so i have like a little a little like list these are the people these are the people that's doing it and living the life. 
And one of the people on the list, I was responding to her tweet because I engage, like whatever. And she was like, what's up? Now I respond regularly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there. Like, hey, love the work you're doing, whatever. And on this particular day, I guess God called my name because she was like, we should chat. And I was like, who? Who? Me? Me? Like that, right? get on my calendar like let's we good for next week that kind of thing like and so we talked and she was just like hey it's time to be great that's it that's it like if you're gonna be in the space be in the space to be great you cool with that cool well i don't think i got a choice because a lot and i was like (laughs) well it's a bit early for this right (laughs) like we had coffee it was virtual coffee you know and she was like do the work you're already doing it do it better do it bigger go hard go home and I was like oh okay cool right then I met um this other woman who's become like an accountability partner and and mentor she was like hey (laughs) go big or go home what are you doing and I was like ugh and then back to this list the ghostwriters yeah 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 I I fangirled these ghostwriters and one of them, I was like, because I had confidence now. I already talked to, to this one up here. So I'm, I'm about to reach out and see what it takes to have coffee with you. She right, was right. like, after all we've been through since we met in the last year and a half, are you kidding me? You have access. Like, let's chat. Our 15-minute chat turns into an hour and a half. At the end, she's like, go big or go home. And I'm like, third time. Okay. What else could you do but go big? So now I don't have any choice but go big or go home, right? Like, um, and then on this list, right? Because writer, on this list, another one. I engaged on social media, like, what's up, whatever. I I went to meet her, too. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, just today, she popped on, did, like, a live or whatever. And I'm like, hey, queen, what's up? She's like, sis, I hope that you're still doing the work, like, are you working? And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm working. Go big, go home. <laughs> go big, I don't go really home. I'm working, but I'm encouraging other people to go big and go home. Right. So I was, yeah. Into you as the publisher. Yeah. So what, what made you say that I have done this for myself in a way? I did it for one other person or whatever. Now I want to do this for more people. All right, this is where, this is where the nerd in me comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wrote my children's books. I got fired by my publisher on the first one. I had a publisher. I got fired. I was doing the most, apparently. <laughs> can I be honest? I can be honest. <laughs> and I think that I surpassed her expectations um, of what I was going to do. And so that team didn't say you're fired. They were just like, oh, you're totally ready to take this on yourself. In other words, we don't want to spend any more time because it's taken away from our other stuff. And I was like, all right, whatever. I can be my own person. And then the stats started coming in. In 2016, yep, 2016, 
out of all of the children's books that were written, only 23% of them were about or had black characters in them. Mm. Yeah. And then out of that 23%, only 6% of the authors were black writing those black stories. Oh, 23 yeah. minus 6, what's that? 17. 17%. Just like the lady who was ghostwriting on a black publication of black black, but I just don't. Let, can we have something? Can we have something? And so when I started publishing for other people, it was so we could have something. It was literally because some stories need to be shared. The publishing industry is super white. It's extremely white. It is white. It is. It's white. White washed white bread. White everything <laughs> okay just white so it was important for me to be able to help other people share their stories because while it may not be a new york times bestseller that's signed to one of the top five because uh, there are only like five major publishing houses in the world mm -hmm. um they're all white so for me, it was important that we would be able to share our stories in a safe space mm. without it being altered, without them being watered down, without them being diluted, any of that. And so what was my first book after that? So I did Divorce in the Upper Room, which was a nonfiction book. And then I got to help out with um, God Made It, which is a children's book which is illustrated by our friend, Jonathan Barnhill, AKA Baby. Mary too, another one of the bees. Another bee, okay, so I'm gonna give him a shout out. So I worked with him as an illustrator and the author of that book and kind of put it together with them and was like, all right, let's, let's do this. And then the momentum picked up from there. Then it was, I don't, I don't know what, I don't even remember what came next, but it was happening it was happening at a space, at a, at a pace where I had to make space for it. So talk to people right there as a, as a form of a benediction. As a form of a benediction. Talk to the people right now who um, are feeling exactly what you're saying, right? They, they maybe have an idea, a concept. Not, it may not even be writing. It may not be publishing a book. But specific, you can also specify it to your author, authorist. <laughs> people right? <laughs> talk to us who need kind of the motivation to get out of our own way who've experienced a lot of no's or a no or two mm -hmm. and don't know if they have the bandwidth to continue on their own if they should continue on their own or don't even know what to do yeah so you hit the nail on the head you took the words out of my mouth <laughs> get out of your own way hmm. Get out of your way. Like, who are you to stop somebody else's situation? Because here's the deal. We all have an assignment, right? Just the benediction, so I get to rev up a little bit. Go ahead, rev up. <laughs> so here's the deal. All of us have assignments, and attached to our assignments are other people. Mm. I used to ask people, like, well, what are you waiting on? Right? But that doesn't matter because people feel like they have time. What really matters is who in the world is waiting on you. Oh. So. On, Elijah. What? Stop, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, get out of your own way. 
because somebody else's something is attached to your something. I'm not saying do stuff for people, for other people. I'm saying move out of the way. Now you can get down, like get down and go with the flow, or you can lay down. That means you can just lay down and roll out the way, but the you got to get out of the way. Yeah. What I find is when I'm flexible and I'm going with the flow, it goes easy, right? If I'm trying to brace myself, I'm going to get knocked down and that trash is going to hurt. Yeah. When I brace myself, like stuff is going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> other, other people with less is going to do more. That part. So get out of your way. Get out of your own way and do it. Like that's it. That's it. And then the second part of it is don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Find somebody that believes in you enough to kick your butt when you're slacking off. Mm -hmm. Find somebody that's going to let you have a bad day. That's going to let you quit seven times on that bad day. But then on the next day, they're going to be like, you feel better? Huh? Did you write another page? You got another did, book? Did, did you write something else? Did you write another song? Did you book yeah, another guest? You know, did you make another call? Did you create another project? Did yeah. you design another shirt? Like, matter of fact, you need to do too because you took yesterday off feeling sorry for yourself. You need people like that. Yeah. You need people that are going to text you. You talk about the honeybees, right? It's one honeybee. I ain't even going to call her name because she's like the nicest honeybee out of us all. Yeah. What y'all don't know is yeah. that every morning, every Monday morning, <laughs> That very nice honeybee sends a separate text that says, it's Mind Your Business Monday. <laughs> what are you minding? Every single Monday. Oh my God. She hit me with the <laughs> happy Mind Your Business Monday. What's your mind? I love it. Right? So you got to have somebody that's going to say that to you. So get out of your own way, number one. Yeah. Number two, have somebody else to go with you. And then number three, don't take yourself so seriously. That part. Don't take yourself. Today was crazy. Today was wild. Mm -hmm. I didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah. Right? But <laughs> can I be honest? Yeah. It was good to get away from the crazy. I'm about to go back into the pandemonium. <laughs> A little bit of break. A little break. I got, you know, a break. I got, I got grace, mm -hmm. you know, and I can't take myself so seriously that I couldn't sit down and have a good time or have a good moment and chat it up and be honest for a second. Yeah. That's it. I'm going to write those down. I'm going to make that a post, huh? Yeah. Get out. Uh-huh. Number two, don't be alone. Uh-huh. And then number three. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Take yourself seriously. That's my benediction. That's three points. Uh, that's a, it's a good way. I mean, it's a good preacher point. These are good preacher points. Hello? Yeah. You, <laughs> you, want, you want to know a secret? Ah. Uh, you know I'm a PK? I, I do know that. Continue. I do know that. Come continue. on. It flows into the bloodline. My God. My God. Yeah. So um, how, thank you so much, uh, 
Edenia Butler. It, it's I, I forgot. Like because we're friends, I'm forgetting to do all the logistic uh, stuff that's associated. Talk to me later. That's what editing is for. I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> no, but uh, it's been a pleasure to talk or get uh, allow people to kind of see um, <clears throat> the way we communicate off air and um, uh, to receive kind of uh, the knowledge and the wisdom and to kind of know the journey that is leading um, to the influx of beautiful authors that we'll be experiencing or getting to know within the next couple of weeks. How can we um, make contact with you if we want to reach you? All of this will be in the show notes, but in, in yeah, for sure. So I'm across social media as at Evie Danny B. So that's E-V-Y-D-A-N-I-B. So that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I mentioned to you The Adventures of Zoe and Zachary, which is my children's book series. I have not done a great job um, of separating them from me just because everything has happened so fast, but because I'm growing exponentially, like the pandemic, not going to lie, <laughs> did big things for your girl. So I'm growing as exponentially. So I'm having to be very intentional about making that a brand of itself. So I would love for people to um, follow at the adventures of Zoe, Z-O-E and Zachary, A-N-D-Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y on Instagram and Facebook because they have their own platforms now um, that are specifically geared uh, towards little people in their families. Um, so I would love to, to see some love on those pages um, as well because yeah. Can I be honest that it's a brand that's its own and I need to give it its own space. Let it's it a good brand. My daughter loves um, those books. Well, we bought a whole, we bought, I believe we bought all, we'll see, all the book series. All the that's books. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So they're books that grow with our kids, right? Yeah. That allow our kids to see just regular everyday stuff with them at the forefront. Written by a Black author. Hello. Written by a Black author, not a Black book written by somebody white pretending and hiding and, oh, don't get me started on that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and um, end this. Yeah. <laughs> my friend be knowing. She be knowing what to say. Right, right. No, it was. It wasn't this great. Like, wasn't this great? I, I feel like you feel excited because of the conversation that I had with Danielle, and that you'll be um, inspired to uh, join us for the next couple of weeks with some of the people who she's um, helped pen their vision. Right? Ah, uh, so amazing. That being said, I think I've talked enough to you, people. So, bye-bye.